Hello, I'm Leah Hank and I serve as president for Freedom From USA. Freedom From seeks to bring rescue, restoration and justice to victims of sex trafficking in India. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. Today we get to hear from Catherine Raja, National Director for Freedom From in India. Catherine, as we think about the issue of human trafficking, it can often feel overwhelming, especially when we hear about how many people have been trapped in human trafficking. Sometimes it feels like this is a huge or impossible problem. Is it even worth trying to do something? Can we do anything? What would you say to this? I would always uh, think of the story of this little boy who picked up shellfish from the shore and kept throwing them back and the father said, you know, how does it matter? Uh, so many are here and they're all dying. And he says, well, it mattered to that one. And we have about one million children, but every single one of them is precious. Every single one of them is a child and should be living as a child, should experience childhood. And if even if that one we can bring up, we've done what we came out to do. But even in that one, one plus one plus one gives us enough material to go to court and say, this has to change. Wow, thank you so much for that powerful illustration and the reminder that every life is worth fighting for. As we have seen many times through Freedom From Swerk, rescuing even one victim can lead to the rescue of many. So how does Freedom From go about rescuing a victim? It starts with us establishing the fact that there's a child or a woman forced in prostitution in a brothel. Uh, we gather evidence and uh, they're all verified. Then we approach the police to come with us and rescue this girl or woman. And then within the staff, we have different responsibilities uh, shared between us. And so we do not reveal too much details because of uh, the corruption in the system, the corruption with the officials. We do take great care to make sure the officer we approach is clean, will not leak, but there's only so much you can make sure. We guide the team to the place. One of the social worker is responsible for making sure the girl is safe and she feels comfortable. Another social worker's responsibility is to make sure the brothel keeper is, uh, she doesn't run, uh, run away so that there is a first perpetrator that we can bring on record. Everybody is then removed, taken to the police station. The perpetrators and the victims are kept separate. Uh, our staff ensures that. And at the police station, a case is filed. All the procedures to be done, the investigation in the police station are done. And then the girl is removed to a place of safety. She's moved to a shelter home. Once she is in the shelter home, then our team comes back from that area. Because now we know that, okay, she's been removed, she's safe. You mentioned that sometimes you have to deal with corruption in the police force. Why involve the police if they are corrupt? It's a good question. Because we don't have the right to go into a red light area or remove a girl by force, whether she's there by force, whether she's a child, we don't have the right to do that. Only the police have the right to remove someone from a place. So what happens after a survivor is rescued and she's brought to a shelter home? Does it take time for her to feel safe? It feels like this could be quite a disorienting time for her. Yeah, so, I mean, think of this. She's been removed from home. Uh, she would have thought she's safe at home, but sometimes her parents have sold her. Sometimes an aunt she trusted sold her. But you've been removed 
from a place that you knew was safe, that you thought was safe, by someone you trusted. Mm-hmm. You've been brought to another place and then you're learning to trust this person who appears to be your friend, the brothel keeper. And so you believe everything that she said. And you think that now I better be on her good books because, you know, I have nowhere else to go. And then someone again comes and removes you again from here, takes you to another place. You know, you don't know whom to trust. You don't know whether it's good for you or not. So oftentimes she doesn't trust the social workers, doesn't trust the liaison officers. And so looks at Freedom Firm as an enemy. She looks at everybody, the home authorities as an enemy. She comes from a place where she had freedom, so to speak. She could come out of the house. She got clothes to wear. She got makeup to put on. She got um, unhealthy but delicious food to eat. And then suddenly she's in a shelter home where everything is very restricted. And so for a long time, she resists any interventions, any counseling. And then slowly when she sees that people are not giving up on her, she starts warming up to uh, our staff, to the social workers, starts confiding, starts speaking. So it is a hard uh, challenge and add to it the trauma, PTSD that she undergoes. So the first few years are very difficult. And what we've seen is uh, more than physical recovery is quicker, but uh, the emotional recovery, the mental recovery is a long road and a very, very hard one. Wow, that is such a difficult season. And I can imagine it takes them a while to build trust again. So what does it look like once they're in the shelter home? And what skills can they begin to learn? So we counsel them. We assess their abilities and then either put them back in school if they've been in school or put them in open schooling if there is an interest and the ability to pick up education at that point. And for everybody, what we do is life skill classes, which teaches them health and nutrition, banking, savings, home management, relationship building. You know, how do you learn to trust people again? Uh, What are your rights? So we take them through a three-month curriculum. We call that the life skill education program. Then we also provide legal support for them so that they can fight their cases, so that they can experience justice. We do their home investigation reports so that we can recommend to the government whether it is safe for them to be integrated with their families or if it is safer for them to be in the home and pick up abilities so they do not have to go back into prostitution. They're not compelled into it. So after survivors spend some time in a shelter home, how do they go on to use these life skills? And what does restoration look like for these girls? I learned that it's very different for each and that's something we need to bear in mind. We need to take into consideration. One of them is training to be police. One of them is doing her nursing. At the same time, we also have girls who've just wanted to be home, back with their family, get married, have children, keep a stable home, something they didn't enjoy. So restoration basically for Freedom Firm is every girl realizes her capacity, realizes that she has potential and that she strives to reach that potential. That is so encouraging to hear that after a survivor is rescued, she is given the opportunity to pursue her dreams and strive to reach her full potential. Freedom From works with the legal system to pursue justice for survivors and fights to put their offenders behind bars. Why is this such an important piece for survivors? Every girl needs to experience justice, needs to complete that loop Uh, We've seen when they face the perpetrator and say that this woman is the one who brought me here. This woman made me take customers or this man beat me up to a point where, you know, I, I had no control over my decisions. When they say that, 
there is a strength that comes to them there is a feeling of the world knows that it's not my fault uh, and i know that it's not my fault but it's his fault so when when that happens there is great confidence that is built in her what kind of impact does it leave when one offender is convicted one is that this one person cannot bring in more girls into this into the trade but the other also is that the more you prosecute or the more perpetrators are convicted and put behind bars there is a loss of income for them you know the brothel is shut if you do a brothel closure they have to then find another place which is not easy there is years that you have to be behind bars which means you can't earn there is a fine that's levied on you there is in in many cases we've even had red light area shutdown so when it becomes economic when it becomes all about money the whole business is not viable anymore and so that's what we want to do we want to make the fines higher we want to make the conviction sentences greater not 5 years but more not 7 years but more we want to make it really expensive to traffic girls so that they stop doing it yes we are so grateful that last year we got to witness our strongest conviction to date one of our survivors simi testified in court which led to a 10 year conviction for her offenders This sends such a strong message to others involved in trafficking that there will be serious and long-lasting consequences. Thank you so much Catherine for sharing with us about the work of Freedom from in India. If you're listening today, thank you for taking the time to learn more about the issue of sex trafficking in the world. You might have heard that January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and as we seek to fight this great evil, we want to invite you to join our Freedom from USA Ambassador Program. If you're wondering what this involves, please listen to our previous episode with Tabitha, our awareness coordinator, as we went into detail about this program. We would love for you to join us as an ambassador and an advocate for these victims of human trafficking. You can sign up for the ambassador program at freedomfirm.org or please feel free to reach out to tabitha@freedomfirm.org if you have any questions. Whether you contribute a lot or a little of your time, you will leave a lasting impact. Thank you so very much. Voices for Her is brought to you by Freedom From USA with music by Aradhana. Freedom From's mission is to end child sex trafficking in India through rescue, restoration, and justice. To learn more, visit freedomfirm.org If you want to be a voice for her email podcast at freedomfirm.org